Jason, what do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. Welcome to the Trusted Source. My name is Ashdy. And I'm Trustly. And we are your host on this journey to enlightenment. The Trusted Source is about life lessons, uncommonly common knowledge, and the reality of the world today. Every episode, we delve into the six dimensions and navigate the myths and facts of life. Life lessons? Check. Reality of the world we live in today? Check. Uncommonly common knowledge? Wait, wait what? Anyway, kick it with us. We are masters of the arts, but we know some stuff. You didn't have to dumb down what I said. Common knowledge is not all that common. And throughout this, I may seem like a know-it-all, but I promise you I'm not. I'm learning every day, and I'm sharing it with you. And that's the point of the six dimensions, to learn every day. And I love that, but you are kind of a know-it-all. Whatever. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Why is the beginning of the episode so hard for us? It's hard for you. It's hard for me? It's hard Well, for you. you start it. I start it every time. Do you? Yes. You Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Trusted Source. It's your host, Trustly and Ash D. See, I got that much, right? Proud of you. Got something for y'all. We got a guest, someone I went to school with before I transferred. I'm not going to talk about that part. We'll talk about it more later. That's funny. The owner and co-founder of Dreaming Elephants Tutoring. He is a native of Bishopville, South Carolina. After graduating from Voorhees College in 2013 with his degree in biology and chemistry. That's a long word. Biology. I hate science. Sorry, bro. He failed science a lot. (laughs) A lot. You should have helped my man through science, actually. (laughs) My man moved to Philadelphia to pursue his master's in public health. While completing his master's, he supported himself working as a tutor throughout the city. It was his work as a tutor and his passion for both education and science that led him to building his own brand and company, Dreaming Elephants Tutoring. His company was founded on the goal of making tutoring intense but also engaging. The company exists to help nurture the next generation of gifted students using the each one teach one method. Outside of managing his tutoring company, he also works as a data analyst and public health consultant for regional hospitals and healthcare providers. In his free time, he is an avid traveler, foodie, and wine enthusiast. We present you Thomas. Hi, Thomas. Hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Wonderful. So I have questions. Not like okay. the actual questions, questions, but I'm here for the traveling foodie and wine greatness. I Where got you. have you traveled to most recently? Uh, most recently... Well, I've traveled a lot of places domestically, but the most recent place I've gone that's really special was Cabo Verde in West Africa. Oh. So it's How a small country. It was wonderful. It's a small, uh, it's very windy countries, uh, a lot of Portuguese influence as West Africans. So you got a lot of the culture of West Africa, the Senegalese, the Ghanaian cultures, even a lot of Nigerian uh, culture there, but it's a very huge Portuguese influence as well. I mean, that makes sense because they in Portugal colonized. Right, yeah. it did. People forget that it was more than like Africa got colonized by many different European countries. So there's a lot yeah. more influences of those than we care to think about, I guess. Where'd you go again? Say that again. Cabo Verde. 
Cabo Verde. So there, like, how did you out of all places in Africa to go? So I was connected with this group, uh, Haitian Nomad, through my wife. And Haitian Nomad, they plan a lot of different trips around the country in places that you normally wouldn't find Black travelers. And so they plan these trips and they just pick a random place every month or so. And we saw a trip that for a place we hadn't we hadn't gone to before. We just like an open group. Like, can you just sign up? Are we on Facebook? Like, how do we? Oh, yeah. They're on uh, Instagram mainly. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, but mainly Instagram is their main source of uh, social media. And you can just Google, or not Google, but search Haitian Nomad and they'll pop right up. They're the first uh, one to pop up. I appreciate that knowledge. Gotcha. First thing that pops up, man tells no lies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so with you being a tutor, I I have this question about tutoring in general. Like, what do you find students that you end up tutoring lack most is it mostly like they like an inability to focus or study or is it you know just their cognitive abilities like what brings kids to you to tutor so the biggest issue i face with students is that they don't lack the confidence in themselves to be able to do the work a lot of times these students grow up in atmospheres that they feel that they're inadequate for that material And so what happens is when they've grown up most of their lives thinking they can't do this type of math, they can't do this type of science, they kind of tell themselves they can't do this, I can't learn this this level of math. And so eventually that uh, they check out and that turns up in behavioral issues, that turns up in academic issues, or even issues just overall at home. Okay, I get that. Because like, if you feel like you can't do it, then you're not going to try to do it. As opposed exactly. to, so if you are helping that self-esteem aspect of it, yes, you can, then exactly. it naturally will lead to them being able to. Right, exactly. You got to be able to help them emotionally, basically. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. My phone's being occupied by Zoom, so I do not know the <laughs> area of my next question. This is what you call being super prepared. Have you heard, <laughs> you listened to our intro before? Oh yes, yeah. I listened to your first episode. It was it was fun. <laughs> it was a wild ride. <laughs> You're spiritual, sir. Appreciate it. it. It only gets better. It only gets better. I'm looking forward to it. So since I have the spiritual question, um, mm-hmm. when you tutor a lot of children, I'm assuming this country is a, I would say, a spiritual country. So maybe not everyone believes in the same religion or whatnot right but when you do tutor kids they do come in do they make it known of what their religion possibly is do their parents bring that up or do they does that ever come up in conversation it does uh sometimes it does but most of the time it really doesn't unless it's a part of the lesson plans so most of the kids i tutor i know firsthand that they're going to be uh, they usually fall in either muslim or christian um it's about Right now, it's about a 60-40 split between the two, uh, mostly Christianity. Of the, and, ones, of the ones that you know of their religion? Right, of the ones that I know. Okay. okay. Um, and that's just simply because of the diversity in Philadelphia. There's a huge Muslim population. There's a huge, uh, of course, Christian population. Um, and then there, there are other religions that I've worked with students that um, we've had discussions about their religion, but they don't really, I really say I'm this religion or that. Um, but it comes up in any part of our lesson plans. We try to be mindful of 
any religion you could be possibly following or believing in. We don't um, we don't push one religion or another. We respect pretty much everything, any belief. And when that uh, it's a tag along to that. When the mm-hmm. let's say you have you have religious beliefs, correct? Yes, I do. All right. So when I'm they have a religious beliefs that relates to yours, mm-hmm. do you? I'm trying to say. Do you try to bring that up throughout to help once again to with their emotions or with their um, mental stability to try reassure them that things will be okay, or do you just try not to bring it up and keep it with the curriculum itself? Uh, mostly just keep it with the curriculum itself. What I usually do when it comes to um, any religious things like that, especially if it's a student that I know they're also Christian, I'll try to give examples from the Bible that I know they would understand. So that way it'll help them learn the material. It'll also help me connect with them. Okay. That's fair. So how long have you been living in Philadelphia? So I've been in Philadelphia for seven and a half years now, since September of 13. All right. Uh, And when did you graduate? uh, Uh, Yeah, May of 13. Oh, wow. Right to it. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so my next question is about, I stalked you on Instagram for a second when I found out that you were going to be our guest. And it Mm -hmm. says chef. So like... Are you like an at like self-taught chef, like professionally trained? Like what's that? <laughs> so I so yes and no professionally trained. My grandmother was a caterer and chef. So, so I yes, really learned professionally right. trained. Like, <laughs> I learned under here growing up. Um, and then that's pretty much where I got the bulk of my cooking knowledge and uh, expertise. Her and my mother pretty much made sure that <laughs> my grandmother's favorite uh lesson to me was that. As long as I lived, I was never going to have to depend on a woman to, to help me cook or make sure I eat. And so coming from that uh, mentality, I kind of learned a lot of different cooking material and learned the ropes from as young as three, four years old. Okay. So do you cook professionally at all or do you just like to cook and make new meals at home? Oh, yeah. It's all cooking at home, cooking for family. Maybe every now and then I'll cook for an event or something we're having, but that's it. Okay. Do you feel like it has any impact on like your overall health and well-being knowing how to cook being able to cook at home versus having to eat out like do you have any thoughts on that it really does because a lot of times when you eat out those foods are loaded with either sugar or salt and when you're cooking at home you realize that you don't use salt as much you'll use a dash here or there but I rarely use I don't need to really use salt like that because I'm well seasoned my food is well seasoned you preach to the choir here. Yeah, I, I, well I am not a person who uses salt, and I find like I have that argument with people who don't really know how to cook. Like they use right. salt as a primary seasoning. I guess if you're listening to just recipes that says salt and pepper, and that's it, and that makes it. <laughs> but no, yes. sodium me up. I'm, I'm with nah, you on me. that. I do, I'm not a salt person because I season my food. So exactly. if you don't, I mean, maybe a dash. That's it. But you don't need much. That's all you need. Happens. It happens. Sometimes we knock mics over. A thousand percent. (laughs) And then they don't want to act right again. Hold on. Let's see if we can figure it out. Okay. Sometimes we break mics and have to figure out a way to. 
make it happen. We are jerry-rigging this mic stand because, yes, I tried to fix it, and I knocked two legs off at one time. So. All right. So, in next question is mine. Are you done with your question? Yeah, that was like a four-part question. I wasn't ready. To, I mean, like, I'm sorry. I, I feel just, you. I I'm, I'm cool. I'm not jealous. I'm not, I'm not mad. <laughs> I, w- I just didn't. It was like double dutch. I didn't know. Whatever. My social question is with your coworkers, your... What's the other word I'm looking for? Colleagues. Colleagues. Other two colleagues. Ones, colleagues. Boom. He got it before you. That's why he, he's in this profession. He's a tutor. He he got me. He's helping me out. My boy. <laughs> Might have to have you in the background for every episode from now on. I'm looking for a word like, what's that word, Thomas? But with your colleagues, how often do y'all interact with each other to... Let's say, let's say you're having a problem with a student. Maybe not even a problem. Maybe you're you're having a problem with like how you're trying to approach a situation, trying to teach them. How often do you do you reach out to colleagues first? Do you try to like pray about it, think about it, talk to your wife about it, or like how important are your colleagues in that aspect when it comes to struggles and trying to find new ways to do things? It depends on the issue. So a lot of my colleagues, if not each of my tutors, have been teaching or in this area longer than me, or they're long-term professional uh, teachers. That's one of the things that make me different from a lot of different uh, small business tutoring owners is that I'm not a professional teacher per se. I'm not, my degrees are in education. And so I will always um, refer to them when I have an issue that's an education type issue where it's something that I need help getting the student to learn material a little bit better or my teaching methods aren't working. So let's see what they're doing differently than me. If it's something spiritual, if it's something um, social with a client or an issue, then I, I always go to my wife and then I always pray about it. Healthy balance. I feel like you got that squared away on what's the right move. <laughs> oh yeah, he's been through it long enough, especially when in Philly. Philly's not... Right. Philly's not the roughest place, but it's not a, it's not an easy place. You feel me? I don't know how to explain it unless you've been to Philly. Because I'm from Brooklyn, it's not far. Many I like distance. Philly. I love Philly, but it's not like Greenwood, South Carolina, or Greenville, South Carolina. I mean, it's or, a literal city, so no. It's a lit city. It's, it's like Atlanta lit. a little bit in a way. That's what it reminds. That's what Atlanta yes. reminds me of. See. It is. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what it reminds me of. So, I mean, I guess I'll let y'all have that. If you want to say it's like Atlanta, you live there. I don't, so I'm gonna defer to you on it. <laughs> Made so many people mad with that one. It is not <laughs> like what the. <laughs> My question is: What are your top three lessons learned from being an entrepreneur and having your own small business? Uh, top three lessons learned. So the one thing is knowing that. Probably most of all, you're never too smart or too knowledgeable to learn or know everything. There's always going to be somebody around me or somebody ahead of me in this area in business ownership in life, period. Um, A lot of business owners, like a lot of businesses fail in that first few years for a lot of different reasons. But one of the biggest reasons is that people are afraid to reach out for that help, for those resources. They're struggling with something and they're afraid to reach out to another business owner, even if it's a small business owner and say, I'm struggling with this. How can I help? How can I uh, get better with this area? And it's a pride issue. And it's just a thing of just not knowing where to go sometimes. Another issue is that knowing that 
you always have to be prepared for the unexpected issues. I always grew up learning, um, plan for the, or prepare for the worst, but plan for the best. And, or excuse me, plan for the worst, but expect the expect the best, but plan for the worst. Okay. And what happens is we learned that with COVID. Yes. Everyone had this, ice, this mindset coming into 2020 that we were going to do what we did in 2019 and do it even better. And then COVID hit and wiped out everybody's plans. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so many small businesses failed because they were not expecting, they were not planning for that rainy day or that rainy year in that case. Um, and when you start any businesses or, or project, that's one of the biggest things you've got to prep for being able to expect your, your everything to crash around you. And then the third thing will probably be just learn to connect with people. I've connected with so many people as a business owner because I've gotten out of my shell. I've gotten out of uh, any comfort zone I had. I had to force myself to get out of those zones because my business is going to grow as long as I'm getting out of those comfort areas. If I'm stuck in my own square, you're not going to grow like that. You're preaching to the choir right now as a in year <laughs> one of owning their own business. Success um, wasn't built on call. It is not. So I needed to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Dropping gems. We'll pick them up after the show. We're just going to leave them on the floor <laughs> right now. We're watching them. <laughs> Last part of this six-part question. We're going to go... I'm trying to think. I, I want to... Should I just make it one overall question? Or it's like a two-parter. All right. Growing up, I'm sure you had possibly someone you looked up to, a role model maybe. Mm-hmm. And in college, I know for me, in college, slowly but surely, I had a different role model. It's mm-hmm. kind of funny. Because now you're a tutor. You're about education, helping children, kids, teenagers, college students even. Right. Who is your role model in that aspect? But who is your role model growing up first? Um, growing up, so I had a few different role models. Um, one of my biggest role models growing up was my grandfather, uh, Jesse Sumter, and he was a uh, um, he was just pretty much a all around family guy. Like he had a lot of different things going on, but. Above everything, he always put family first. He was always willing to uh, sacrifice and make sure that whatever we needed, whatever people around him needed, he was able to provide for them, whether it was financial, whether it was physical, emotional, spiritual, et cetera. And that's pretty much how I grew up living my life. Like I knew that some things had to be provided for regardless of whatever else was going on. That's just how life is. Life is going to go on regardless of whatever you're struggling with. And then as I got older, uh, my mentors mainly became the individuals in my industry or the even some of my professors. Um, when I was in uh, undergrad, for example, one of my mentors was uh, Dr. Michael Smith. And he, as soon as I got on campus at Voorhees, he was on my head about making sure I'm doing what I need to be doing, making sure that I knew that I had to be given 110% regardless of whatever else is going on on campus from day one to the end of the uh, graduation. Because when I get to the real world, there's not going to be a lot of second chances. You're either going to get it or you're not. Agreed. And that was, that was uh, a big difference. I noticed at Voorhees 
because those who don't know, Voorhees is a historical black college. And with that, it's a different state of mind. And then they always say, when you go to uh, another university, it's not the same. They don't treat you the same. It's almost like you're a number. Then I go to a small school and they're oh, kind of are just, I mean, classes are small, so they do know your name. It is more personal, but it's not as per- pers- personal as it mm-hmm. is at Voorhees College. So, yeah, I understand that, um, Dr. Smith, staying on your head. I had a teacher, <laughs> I had a teacher like that at Voorhees. Um, um, Lionel Smith, the Spanish teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had him. Yeah, he from Brooklyn. Yeah, he'll, he'll stay on. <laughs> I found that like at Lander, we had Senator Nicholson. Oh yes, who was known for that? He was known Lord for Nicholson. staying on somebody's head and like making sure that you know. I mean, his story itself was a testimony to apply in one hundred and ten percent. He went to South Carolina State. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he went. He, to he actually lit, went through, lived through, was in the Orangeburg massacre. Like. like Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah, he he tells a story a few times. He he actually the way he is at Lander, he's a good guy. He loves everyone. He reaches out to everyone. Everyone. No matter what My color first year, you are, he no invited me what to gender. like Christmas dinner at his family's house when he found out that I like lived alone and wasn't gonna be at anybody's house for Christmas dinner. <laughs> oh wow. He's and he's that type of guy. Like he reaches out and loves and cares for everyone. But you can tell, like, I, I realized when he said he went to South Carolina State, right? Can't even just have to say that. All right, when he said he went to South Carolina State, I was like, oh, wow, it's HBCU. That's, that's, that's an all-black college. That's cool. And then I was hearing stories from different college students about how he was with them, um, inviting them over to Thanksgiving, Christmas, or making sure they were good for holidays or even the summer to help them out with food, money issues, or anything. And I was like, oh, wow, this guy is, like, he he reminded me of how I felt at Voorhees. At that point, it was too He late definitely back, brought but, that energy to yes. the PWI he spent most of his time at. So, shout out to him for that. But, no, I, like, never having been to an HBCU, I find that maybe at some point um, that that's kind of a good experience for young black people to have to be around other black people who are going to make sure that you succeed and care if you succeed. Um, I think that is something we need to see more of. I agree. And yeah. to be honest, going to Warhees definitely made me a better student when I got to grad school. Cause there is a situation there is there is always a lot of different situations you're experiencing in grad school, but I feel like I got through it and got through those situations with a lot of ease compared to my classmates because I had already been through that kind of like that undergrad hazing or that HBCU kind of preparation. And like, there's not really many things that I can deal with in grad school that Voorhees didn't prepare me for. That is the literal purpose of college to prepare you for the next step. So I am happy that you got to experience that. I feel like a lot of, especially with the switch to online only, a big oh, yeah. aspect of that is being missed from the college experience. Like, I know, you know, we make the big jokes about not being able to go to parties and all the other stuff, but a part of education is getting to know your educators and understanding where they come from and building that connection that lets you learn the material more, that helps you remember it. And then the lessons learned on just how to adult. 
are extremely <laughs> necessary <laughs> because professors are so honest about the real world, like and, yes, you know, they like are. their life. Like they have no problem coming in having like a three minute vent session. Shout out to work. <laughs> they got going on previously, but it's like, all right, let's get to work. Like you tighten yeah, up, right. back to the real world. You know that kind of thing. But those are valuable lessons. Like I'm still gonna show up. I'm still gonna do what I have to do, regardless of everything that I have going on outside of this. So. That's I, that is one thing about COVID that definitely hurts my feelings mm-hmm. is that kids don't have an escape from home anymore. College students don't have places to go. Not even just escape because that's a harsh word, but you know, just a place to go that's not home. Oh no, I got you. Yeah, you need that. You need that outlet for just venting from life at home overall, and that's what college provides for a lot of students. A hundred percent agreed. So, well, that wraps up our six, like, actual questions that we had for you. Like, I guess the interview portion. But do you want to stick around for the rest of it? Maybe offer your input where you see fit? Oh, sure. I'm not doing anything. I'm free. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Leah. I'm the owner and artist behind my Etsy shop, Art by Leah Parts. My shop offers one-of-a-kind handmade earrings and pins, portraits, and custom pieces of your choice. Check out my work on Instagram and my Etsy shop, Art by Leah Parks. Thank you for your support. Uh, Leah, hello. What about the pod? Oh, I did the cover art. But what about a podcast shout-out, maybe? Boy, bye. You only get 30 seconds. Are you serious? That's the whole 30 seconds. And we're back. That doesn't even make any sense. We have Make It Make Sense, where I talk about things that don't make no fucking sense to me in hopes that y'all will help me figure it out. So today we're talking about this kind of um, where people level up like when you, you know, you're renting a house now, you own your car. I mean, not rent a house, you own a house and now you're talking down to people who rent houses. You know, you get a new car. So you got a foreign night talking down to people who have American cars, just any aspect of life. Just leave it there. Where you're literally leveling up in some way and then you talk down or you judge or you feel yourself superior to the people who haven't quite gotten there yet we do it with you know material possessions but there's also a big spiritual aspect to this we have a lot of people who are whether it's purely religious you're getting maybe higher positions in the church because our generation you know are becoming deacons and I can't even remember Christian church aspects, but spiritually with this kind of push to traditional African traditional religions or with like not witchcraft, but like, you know, your chakras and shit, y'all are leveling up and having the nerve to find think of yourself as superior to people who maybe don't understand those different things, don't know what a chakra is, don't understand, you know, manifestation and prayers and the universe, their ancestors, all these things. And I'm here for it. I'm here for whatever spiritual journey you're going on, whatever aspect you're trying to level up, but stop with the superiority of thinking that because you are enlightened or because you are woke, that those who haven't gone through the process to get like you're you're pushing people away you're Mm -hmm. pushing people away from wanting to go through this journey because you're being condescending and snooty and that is like the antithesis to the purpose whether it's like like i said an actual religion that you know has 
dogma and all that stuff, you still are pushing people away. I think one of the main reasons why my generation is more apt to get away from the church is that sense that the church has where you feel judged all the time. And like, that is not all churches don't judge you or make you feel judged. There are a lot of good, you know, church homes out here, but we cannot deny that that is kind of what pushed us to look outside of the church to different things, to find other ways to have some sense of spiritual or connection with God, have our own relationship with God that isn't necessarily tied to a specific traditional religion. So, Trust, you got any thoughts on it? Yes. I, all right, all right, all right, all right. This is something that I have, if you look on my arm, you see the, those marks right there. I have marks on my arm. Those you can't see. You can see it coming. You can't see it. It's too dark. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have two marks on my arm to remind me of when I was at work, basically being impatient. They remind, it reminds me to have patience because I wasn't having patience with a new worker we had and I was a manager and I had to realize I was there too. I didn't know how to make coffee either. Why the hell am I so mad? Slow down. Like, I know it's not like a spiritual thing, but it's like there was a point I did not know how to put the scoops in the uh, bag and put the bag in the coffee and make the coffee correctly. So I'm pretty sure my manager had patience with me, but I didn't want to have patience with her. And when I realized that it was too late, I was already burned. But yeah, I, I understand that can go in any aspect. Okay, now tie that to what I just said because I think I'm missing it somewhere. What we're talking about leveling up, and is that you're saying we gotta have patience with people? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. What I was saying. All right, so that that goes the same. Let's say someone you start from the bottom, start making money. You're like, yeah, I got like fifty million, blah blah blah. And then, now they're talking shit about people who don't have money. It's like, but there was a time. You didn't have money. Like, there was a time I didn't know how to make coffee. There was a time you weren't so high up in your religion. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, I do. Okay, you, and now, you have to, you have to, re- you have to remember that. You have to, and that, that will humility. help you. Humility. You yes. have to have humility. Humility will help you. Yeah. Another thing yes. I wanted to say real quick, because when you said antithesis, I was like, all right, what the fuck does that mean? But it's what did your Google search opposed to believe in the existence of God. Idiot. And I was like, so it is atheist. A person who disbelieves or did lacks you? in the belief in the Idiot. So it's like the same word, but I'm so confused. The, yes. Same word, two different definitions. Well, different word, same definition, basically. So you said in, I don't know, it made sense. I was like, that sounds like atheist, but it's American. English culture. What's up? Uh, other cultures. Thomas, what are your thoughts? <laughs> so, <laughs> I have two thoughts. So, first, for antithesis, the, the easiest way to remember that word is that it just means you believe the opposite of something else or the norm. Idiot. Got it. And I did look up. What did I, yeah, I was like, wait, that is antithesis. not the definition of antithesis. All right, we ain't going to talk about it. This is why I'm pinky. I have a pinky size brain. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um I appreciate yeah. that, Mr. Tudor. The opposite. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Because she showed me the definition and now I will officially <laughs> I've been schooled. So for regarding your uh leveling up comments, 
a lot of times we get that issue now or it may seem like we see it more now is because of social media what you often see is that people will be frequent to post all of their so-called levels that they're increasing but it's a it's that mindset that i have to continuously show off what i'm gaining what i'm getting what i'm doing better at in life and people don't often show those struggles and so when you're always seeing everyone around you getting nice cars, getting the the new face, the new body, et cetera. Um, it, it's, it's like that mindset of, I got to keep up with them. It's I, the whole mindset so of keep up with the Joneses. We are definitely going to touch back on that super strongly when we get to unlicensed therapy this week, because that mm-hmm. FOMO, that fear of missing out, that constantly feeling like you're competing against people. Mm-hmm. On one note, with the Make It Make Sense, I do understand why people only post the good and not the bad you know because like you don't want to project your struggles your problems onto the world I feel like that's something that we're taught not to do you know keep what goes on at home at home don't tell my business in the streets like we all remember our parents telling us that so I don't necessarily think you know like that's as much of a problem I think it's the tone that comes with it when I say leveling up you know, like if you're only posting the good things that happen in your life, I I do. I'm starting in recent times, especially COVID, see a push of people posting the bad too, posting their struggles as well. Not in an attention seeking thing, but just like, hey, these are the, the pitfalls you might go through to get to where you want to be. I'm seeing that a lot yeah. with spirituality being posted we're posting it's i've seen it a lot with mental health people posting symptoms of their mental illnesses and things like that i am a big person who does that but i think like i I also on that same note see a lot of tone that's like i'm better than you i got all this stuff together and that makes me better than you here like listen to me because i have all of these things and so you like i'm i'm an expert because you just bought a house that does not make you an expert on real estate <laughs> that makes you you know like yeah. you, you you bought a, congratulations by all means like i'm so happy that you purchased a home but you you you, you can't else. teach this to somebody else just because you you know experienced it all you can do is maybe be an advocate for the process or a resource if somebody doesn't quite understand something and like, but you know, stay in your lane. <laughs> like, I think there's a lot. Social media makes it easy to get out of your lane. Yes. And I to, agree. and I, that's what Try we need. That's why. Right. That's where I want y'all to help make it make sense. Like, and this is no shade, or it actually shade if you're doing this. It's a big tree. Stay in your fucking lane. <laughs> Chill out. Like, go through the process. Don't you can't read a book and then become a teacher, honey. Like, no. that's not how this works. So right. It's- yeah, I was about to say, is that how that works for you? Did you read a book and automatically just start tutoring? Nah. <laughs> no. Nah, you worked for this. Went you know what I'm saying? As, like, <laughs> and like, it's man. funny because my, like, the actual business that I do is kind of the antithesis to what you do, sir. I write people's papers for them and take their online classes and do, um, I cheat for them. And here we go. Literally. Uh. People pay so you're me. The enemy. I am the enemy. I am the hard <laughs> down enemy. I also tutor. That just happened. I offer those services because I tutored at um, the tutoring center at Lander. Like I did that for mm-hmm. a few years. I tutored accounting, English, um, out like ba- business math, like one twenty one. You know, like basic college algebra. 
I don't know, every every different college has a different number for these entry-level gen ed classes, but they're pretty much the same thing. So, yeah. but it with me tutoring, I also got a lot of requests of, can you just do it for me? Like, can you just, <laughs> like, can you take this test or whatever? And, I mean, I love tutoring and I love teaching, but I don't, I'm not the most patient person in the world for it. So the request of, can you just do it for me, spoke to me a little bit more. I was like, yes, I can just do it for you, sir, ma'am. Pay me $30. So, like, that's where the business came from. So I know, like, that is anti what you got going on. I want to apologize nah, for that. I don't – so I don't ever fault anyone's hustle. <laughs> One was legal and moral. You just call the them out. You're the enemy. <laughs> nah. <laughs> the biggest thing with that is that when students – so a lot of times students expect us not to understand that those businesses exist. And they'll try to get over on their educators. Like, we can't tell if you know or don't know something. Whew. That's the biggest thing I, we do. So with, with paper I writing, one. I always ask, have you wrote anything for this professor before? Because right. I write on a level that is definitely not average. You know what I mean? Like, At all. I never get less <laughs> than an A on a paper. But it's also like the vocabulary, the word choice, the fact that I use proper grammar, these type of things. So it's like, if you have been writing for them all semester, baby, you don't want me to write your final paper. You're going to get caught cheating, like, you know, or just whatever. But I, so I know y'all know I exist. There's also (laughs) bigger, lot bigger websites, Chegg and all that other stuff that are advertised as study sites, but literally like our partner with McGraw-Hill to help you cheat. Like that is, that is what that is. I don't care what anybody says. They should not have access to the your entire right the test and quiz right like exactly. if i pay 24.95 for it though <laughs> like that's cheating but yeah no i don't know how i got on that so we're gonna go into your I, I really can't make it make sense shit's not adding up power surge of the week power surge of the week this week is give clear cut instructions Right. And if you cannot give clear cut instructions, please try to understand that. Please. Because what a lot of people do is, all right, example, Breaking Bad. Walt was teaching his son how to drive. And he was driving with both feet because it was easier for him. Walt then says there's an easy way. And then there's the right way. Totally agree with that. Like, when you agree with that, like, yeah, it's easier. Yeah, like, but he never helped give him clear cut instructions on how to approach it. He just assumed now that uh, he's been driving behind your back with his friends, like his friend's dad helping him how to drive. and He's been driving with two feet. Now you assume that he can just take two feet off and use one foot on his own without any clear cut instructions. And if you watch the episode, eventually he drives into a big cone because it's, and that's how he, he ends up hitting the brake using two feet. And he was like, see, told you it was easier. And it's like, he's not wrong. And you can't get mad. Cause you never really, you just expected him to do something a certain way. Mm-hmm. And parents do that. Managers do that. People do that. There's, and it's nothing. Okay, there probably is something wrong with that, and it's but it's okay. Realize it. If you you're a tutor, I'm pretty sure 
in the beginning, maybe not now, you know, you're a professional master tutor, master chef too. I'm going to need a plate. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there were times you you sat back and realized, damn, I actually didn't explain that very well, give you the details you needed to accomplish that in the way that you could have. And like, how do people have the nerve to get upset become because someone didn't follow their poor instructions that's that's what's crazy yes and that's just that's just the power surge of the week give clear cut instructions attempt to step by step step by step break it down like i think that is that is very helpful not assuming that people understand where you're coming from or your perspective or know it because you know it the knowing like assuming that people understand where you come from that type of thing where your perspective and that they'll just understand your instructions i mean like we have to stop doing that as people as just whatever it's it's frustrating for you who want something to get done and now it's gonna not gonna get done and it's frustrating for the person trying to do it because they don't know what the fuck they're doing exactly you can go get me the milk though Exactly. What? What? I didn't tell you what type of milk. Like, where are you getting it from? Is it? Is it no, can? It like, is what it? The fuck are you talking give about? Give clear cut instructions. All right. I do want some syrup. Anyway, you got some thoughts, sir? Yes. Yeah, so that really just comes down to communication. People have to understand that we all communicate differently in relationships, whether it's dating, parenting talking to a colleague at work, everybody has their own way of communicating and understanding different communications. And we, like you said, we got to give clear step-by-step instructions and assume that whatever you're talking about, whatever you're explaining, they wouldn't already know it themselves in that manner. And most of the time you're going to be fine getting whatever you need to explain across just as effectively anyway, if you explain it right the first time. Yes, yes, yes that whole like like you said i think there's a balance of making sure you're not talking to people like they're stupid but (laughs) you can also ask like do you understand like uh, do you need further instruction like that kind of thing i think is giving people a chance to feel like and not in a condescending like are you stupid kind of way either but just like do you understand where i'm coming from that way if you like i'll help you out if you don't or whatever i think that could be the happy medium there for an actual tip (laughs) Real quick, while it's on my mind, it came, I made this my power surge earlier today with someone after I made the power surge was saying how even, let's say in a family, someone's parent had money, they were well off, everything was good, and all of a sudden they don't know what happened with the son because the dad didn't explain and give clear-cut instructions about the come-up and how hard things would be financially and how you have to keep going yes! after it. He just allow him to enjoy everything he worked for. The the labor, yeah. Without but teaching him how to Exactly. Yes. Like you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, but you teach him how to fish. Yes. Like, so that's funny because I um my favorite podcast that I listen to is Trusted Source. Yes. Because <laughs> I listen to this all the time, y'all, for editing and whatnot purposes. But outside of that, on my second favorite podcast, <laughs> they uh, it's a married couple who oh, yeah. 
they talk about yes. how they were both taught very differently, even though they both came from the same background. So her father, who took care of, you know, the household or whatever, he did not teach her what a credit score was, even though he had a good credit score. And he actually, like, he took the time to learn it. He didn't teach his daughters that stuff. He just taught them, you know, how to take care of their personal assets, their personal money, like save and that kind of thing. But didn't teach them. But on that flip side, the husband, his dad, who also was great with money and great with taking care of the household, taught him everything. everything so he everything he knew. Yeah. And so when they got married, it was like, <laughs> she, she doesn't understand how any of that shit works. He understands it perfectly. <laughs> if you watch videos, he, he, his boys know. His boys know, They yeah. know more than I know. I'm like, and wait, what? They like that was a that was a a not understanding issue and him trying to explain it to her made her feel like she was being patronized. And that just goes back to like, you know, they had to find a different like a method of communicating on that where he was explaining it in a way that she could understand. And it ended up turning into I think they had to hire a professional. Yeah. And at the air to like teach her, she was like, "I'm not trying to hear that shit." I will fight you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like the you know to round off his power surge is if you're giving those clear-cut instructions, you definitely could lessen a lot of strife. Mm. Yes. And then... Hey, he don't even have a license, Lisa. Unlicensed therapy, because I damn sure don't have a license, but I'm going to tell you what I think anyway. So, if this... um. The business I just discussed, the writing papers for people, I actually recently wrote one where it was her topic, her ideas. I ended up just doing the research on it. And I learned a lot about cell phone addiction, y'all. We are motherfucking addicted to our phones. If you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is either check your text messages, check Facebook or social media, anything on there. I don't care what you use. Like, want to open up a game you've been playing, all those things. That is signs of addiction. If you're sitting in class and you have to constantly, like, check your notifications, you're in a meeting, you know, I understand humans themselves are bored and easily, like, you know, you. it's, it's very convenient. Don't get me wrong. These are productive tools that help our lives out significantly. But... Whether you see a problem with it or not, I want us all to kind of take a look at our cell phone usage, the amount of time we spend on social media, the amount of time we spend on virtual relationships instead of the in-person relationships. Um, Because that social aspect from a psychology perspective, you need in-person socialization. (laughs) You fucking need it, bro. Like, I know we're on this whole... Uh, we, I don't need nobody, like, I, you know, I can do bad all by myself, tip, man and woman, like, you know, I don't need a man for anything, I don't need a woman for anything, I can do it all on my own. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just basic social interactions, whether it's a coworker, a friend, a homie you just happen to see in passing every day on your, like, morning walk. My dog. My dog. Me, my, I talk to my dog like he's a human. Um, You need your interactions. You need your interpersonal interactions. And, like, just little things if you find that it's compulsive like you cannot control it teenagers are affected by this so much more than we are like in you know millennials are guilty of this by all means i'm talking i'm speaking from my generation and i'm sure y'all are both millennials too right yes so like, so okay like, yeah i don't yes. know why so you know we 
we experienced the time before social media and cell phones and like the apps and interactions were so accessible. We experienced having to call people on their house phone, texting off your mama phone and being like, don't text me back. Um, you know, this, yeah. is, this is her phone. I got well, my shit taken. Like, you know, we experienced that. The, and, the, and this generation has it. They don't know what it's what it means really to be without a cellular device. It's thrown in their face from the time they can hold it to shut them up so they can watch Coco Melon on YouTube and whatever. Like, y'all. Yeah, you be sneak this in my face. I'm sorry. Do you do that? No, I have children that it's done to. I'm okay. not saying I do it. Continue. I mean. I, hey, I sneak this universally because sure. I definitely give children phones. I'm just as guilty of doing it. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of godchildren, okay? Oh, the man. motherfuckers is loud. Take this phone and shut up. <laughs> but you, like, You got games on your phone? Yes, I do, baby. I do got games on my phone. You love to play them. But on that same note, like, I'm not saying children shouldn't use phones. It just read to them, too, you know? Talk to them. Have conversations. When they're, I understand two-year-olds ask 10,000 questions. Try answering. If you only answer 1,000, try answering two, baby. Like, just up the interactions. Up what you do in real life, up with, you know, just curb the cell phone addiction usage. Whether it is to take some time to delete social media off your phone. I see this meme where it's like only black people think deleting Facebook is going to <laughs> get their life together. I, I get the <laughs> joke. I'm here for it. Ha ha laughter. Like, but if you need to do it, because it will be extremely beneficial to your overall mental health to dedicate a little more time to your real life learning how to like developing social skills learning how to just be more comfortable with who you are in person so you're not hiding behind a phone 24 7 perpetuating somebody that you're not or just trying to live your best life on there and keep up with an image and then comparing yourself to an image like are y'all not exhausted that's fucking exhausting tighten up what are y'all thoughts what you got I 100% agree with everything you just said. It's such a, it's so bad right now that you're starting to see it in, or you're not starting, but we're seeing it full time now in how people communicate. People are starting to communicate now like they text. And yes. it's even in professional settings where people can no longer code switch between their text conversations and their real life conversations that are live conversations. People are also and it's really bad. like that too. E yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like oh, a text right. message. Yes. Yeah, my boss is sending emails with LOLs, BTWs. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, but, okay, so y'all, let's talk mm -hmm. about that for a minute. Let's discuss. Because I am a, I'm, a small part of me is for getting rid of code switching in general. It's a, a, a mm -hmm. very small part, like, I understand not saying, you know, out loud saying LOL, like while we're talking, like instead of laughing, just looking nah, at your deadpan say and saying LOL. People do it, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I said BTW, I'm not saying BTW. do that, but I'm saying like if we drop a little of the professionalism in terms of the way that we communicate with each other professionally, I think we might get more professionally accomplished. Like, <laughs> I you're right, but it's not going I mean, it, it's yeah, happening. It is happening. Professionally, yeah, it, is, it happening. is happening. People but are the doing The problem it. is you have to know your audience. Yes, 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 okay. yes, yes. You That's have to know problem. your audience. People, people don't recognize which audience they works for. 
Mm. I definitely, I think that's something we can do amongst each other as mm-hmm. opposed to doing it with people who are professionals who haven't quite gotten there yet. I'm thinking long, like future. Like, right. as time okay. goes on, those lines will be blurred a lot more. And I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. <coughs> but I completely agree Bless with you. you. Know your audience. Thank you. You got it. Anything else you wanted to add to that before I just put on my swim cap and dive in like Michael Phelps? Oh, no. Go for it. <laughs> All right. So, this, what's unlicensed therapy again? Unlicensed therapy is check your cell phone addictions. Boom. Phone addictions. Phone addictions. All right. So, with that, to help, I actually did something that helped me with that. And then my percentage went down 68%. Took every app off my head. Because it's the new update, you have the spotlight over to the left, which you can add little widgets. So put your important widgets over there. And on the right, all your apps are on the right. They're just in auto-categorized folders that Apple decided to put for you. Mm -hmm. And I just started using that. And then I realized there were apps I was only touching because I saw them. Like a kid in the store. Ooh, can I have these M&Ms? You weren't thinking about these M&Ms until you saw these damn M&Ms. Like, so... Okay, but get them, baby, them M&Ms. All right. No, we don't do chocolate. Get skills. All right. But anyway... Like, that was the only reason why I was on hitting the Instagram app over and over and over and over. Or um, another app. I, I use Pinterest a lot. It's a lot of great ideas. I love Pinterest. Yeah. But then I realized, I'm like, okay, only females use Pinterest. All right. I, I- this two it's like fucking 70, fouls it's you just 70, did. Oh, you said women. females, and then you said only females use Pinterest. I'm about to come across this women. fucking table. Women. <laughs> I have, I have a, I have a. That issue. is a misconception. Only women do not use Pinterest. A no, lot of men use fucking Pinterest and hide it. No. Y'all be well, using they must Pinterest. be setting themselves up and saying, I'm a female when they sign up for it. Because I looked at the percentages, and it is ridiculous. They might. It's 70-something percent. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It is definitely predominantly women that use Pinterest. I mean, right. yes, but men use Pinterest, too. Yes, we, we do. Of course. But anyway, take the apps off your home screen. <laughs> home screen, it could help. Another thing about your phone. Put your phone down when you before you use the bathroom. Because it's crazy. You use the phone. You're on the phone while you're peeing and pooping, whatever. You put your phone down. You wash your hands. And then you pick your phone back up. All that pooping stuff is really still on your phone, bro. I sanitize my phone after the bathroom. All right. I'm with that. You got COVID transporters everywhere. Sweet. So, yeah, you good. But your phone got 19 symptoms you don't know about. It can't smell a thing, bro. I understand what you're saying. All right. So, you know, help the phone addiction. Put it down. You know what I'm saying? Last thing. I'm not ready. You, Tinder is the one, the top three most downloaded app since COVID began. But, I can fucking imagine. You can't go outside. And it's crazy. Like, even I've had friends that say they would get a date on Tinder. And it's crazy how people always texting. But then when they get in person, either nothing the person, say. nothing to say, or they have everything to say. It's just on their phone, on Instagram, right. scrolling and tapping. Yes. And so, like, we, I am, I actually have never met somebody off pinterest i'm still scared but i pinterest? i mean not pinterest, pinterest? tinder, tinder. Pinterest? sorry i've never tinder. met anyone off I've pinterest, never met pinterest. <laughs> I'm actually still tinder. i've never met somebody off tinder because i'm still scared 
But I am noticing a increase in people not being able to communicate in person just from, you know, people who I knew prior to the Internet even being a thing. They become so engrossed Uh in their phone that when you're around them, all they do is scroll. You know, like I'll go out to lunch with my friends and I but I am the friend who will say something. Put your fucking phone down and talk to me. Like otherwise we we didn't have to be in each other's face. Like we could have been texting. We could have FaceTime this I will this meal. we could FaceTime this meal. Like I will sit on FaceTime <laughs> with you and do nothing and do at like we can just like exist in the background of each other's lives. Like I'm okay with that. But do not make me leave my fucking house. And come outside to not talk to me. <laughs> How dare you? That yes. is disrespectful. Yeah, she mad. She knocking over everything. I'm knocking over everything, y'all. Like, I just want to point out, in case all of this can't get edited out, that I broke <laughs> <laughs> the microphone stand before we started. <laughs> Can I reenact it? Can no. I reenact it? Oh, sh- oh shit. My bad. Shit. I broke and the microphone stand. I broke the stand. Shut up, Justin. Two Two legs broke. She thought she broke one. <laughs> I broke two legs so that I took the other leg off to try to, like, you know make the shit work and I'm naturally clumsy <laughs> so it's not working but look I did the best I could I don't do my girl Tessica don't do Tessica <laughs> I maintain that she is a dumbass but she she was just trying to lay her edges okay she, was she just grabbed the wrong one she thought it she was did not grab up. the wrong one she did not. I'm going to tell you what her dumb ass did. She looked yeah. at it and Believe said, and said <laughs> oh, I'm not saying, I'm not saying she purposely did it in terms of like, oh, I'm going to use something that I think will never come off. I think she, she did it thinking I can figure it out. Yeah, I can use this instead you know, if like, I want it now. I know it's Gorilla Glue, but like people who don't know exactly what Gorilla Glue is, I ain't going to tell you, I did not think that. Use Gorilla Glue in your hair would do it down for a month like that. I did not know the full extent. That was she, life. No, she had it. It's, it's out now. Yeah, surgery. Yeah. But it it would have been life. She would have been SOL. <laughs> That's I'm like, bro. I ain't going to hold you. I did not know that. Like, I'm not going to say I would ever do it because I don't wear wigs <laughs> or lay my shit down. But I didn't. I was ignorant, too. Y'all not going to sit here and act like y'all all are fucking <laughs> handymans who knew the full extent of what Gorilla Glue was because after you saw it, you did a Google search, you stupid horse. Like, oh, <laughs> stop that shit. Stop. Dang, I should have. Man, can you get stocking real quick? I'm pretty sure they stock one out. Sure. I don't know. Are they a publicly traded company? Oh. See? I don't think they are. I don't think they are. They're definitely they they're, about to be now. They're like UK <laughs> something too, right? They're not an American based company. No, I don't care. I be knowing I trade, all right? Uh, mm. I don't know. So, <laughs> I does this. Yeah, I was doing some trades on Robin Hood. No. Good day. And then next thing I was like, Are you a day trader? I'm like, wait, um, never mind. I'll get my money tomorrow. And then the numbers I'm like, I ain't gonna talk about it. I lost money today. Trading is not safe. I know. I would have made money if I would do it yesterday. You forex motherfuckers got everybody believing that you could just hop in and make a million dollars, but that is not how this works. Uh, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. <laughs> it requires you knowing things. So okay? for my program, it's only $35. So we're going to swing on into our dimensional tips. I just rolled the dice and or die. I don't know which one it is. Die is and one I got two. social. Social. So give a social tip, mama. Ooh. A social tip. I'm going to double down on something I said already. Put your fucking phones down when you're having a meal with somebody and talk to the people around you. Like, 
I, I'm going to scream that from the mountaintops, whether you're having a family meal, out to dinner with your friends, play that game of put your phone like in the middle of the table, like if you're out with your friends and who the first person to check any notification has to pay the tab. Oh, I'm never paying the tab. I know how to handle that. I Off. never pay either, y'all. I, my phones don't do so not disturb. So no one pulls, oh, so everyone pays their own yeah, bill. Yeah, you just pay your own bill. That's, that's it's a great game. It really is a great game because if you are really that much of an addict that you cannot <laughs> not pick up your phone. I mean, I guess granted. I'm that guy. I'm going to order extra apps because I know you're going to pick up your phone. You're a dickhead. Granted, if. <laughs> Get another pretzel bite, bruh. I guess like, no, play the game because I was about to make excuses. Like, oh, if you have kids, you might they can live for 30 minutes without you, bro. Like, okay. They'll, they'll be all right that 30 Definitely minutes. Definitely going to do this game with some parents. Sounds like a good idea. You should. Cause I I'm going to make like a list of people to do this game with. I'm <laughs> I'm Stop doing that. This game is supposed to help people. Well, I I'm guess, helping. It's helping I me. I guess it will help financially, them by even learning a, a lesson. Tip. Yeah. Don't you be know, on your phone. Whatever. In a social environment. Socially, put your phones down and talk to people that you're around in real life. If you're on a date, put your phone down. Like... I am a meme connoisseur, y'all. I love social media for memes. Like, I'm a big meme sender. In person, I'm going to show you memes that I, you know, whatever. But I make a point to, like, have them saved already. So it's just like, hey, here's the memes. We go through the memes, and then we can talk about them. Because I'm going to put my phone down. That's my social tip. Trust me, trust Mine landed on physical, so I have to give a physical tip. Yours, Thomas, just so you know, because I had to roll a die mm-hmm. for you, is you have to prepare yourself for a social tip. Got it. All right. My physical tip, know who you are, because a mirror does not have a mind or a mouth. It can't. Like, what you see in the mirror is not who you are on the inside to your friends to your family just because you see what you believe you see in the mirror um a lot of people don't even see the physical in the mirror they'll look and say you're and they'll look in the mirror and truly tell themselves you're an idiot and stuff like that it's like no like no that's not what you are and then when you are looking at yourself face to face it's going to make you believe it like tell yourself positive things and ignore like you are not what the world tells you you are, whatever they see, because they're judging a book by its cover and they have not read a single page. Yes. But you cannot, like, with his tip of, you know, being in the mirror, being nice to yourself, what you tell yourself in the mirror is between you and the God you serve. That is not other people judging you, that you judging yourself. So talk to talk nice to yourself. Sometimes, I mean, you're right. Talk you are, nice you to yourself. Right. Sometimes you allow what other people say. Talk nice to yourself. You have to make a, like, a physical, like, you have to make a fucking effort to talk nice to yourself. Like, I, my favorite line is talk to me nice. I say that to everybody. Like, <laughs> like hey, talk to me nice. Like, I don't know what you got going on. But don't send I mean, all cap text message, bro. Do not send me all cap text. Like, hey, my first thing is like, nice. why are you yelling? Talk to me nice. <laughs> <laughs> Unless like we're yelling. Like, I definitely, I guess in a sense, I text how I talk. If I'm texting yeah. in all caps, I'm fucking yelling. Like, <laughs> so I assume everybody else is doing the same thing. I'm accidentally hitting that button. But um, 
when you're in the mirror, like Trust said, tell tell yourself nice things. Like I whatever, you know, you feel nice about yourself, when you're in the mirror, when you're looking at yourself, be nice to yourself. That is so vital. It's a great tip. And it's like a mental tip, but it's it's I mean you're physically looking mirror. at yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. Whatever. If you look in the mirror, tell yourself positive things. Dimensions are intertwined anyway. All the time. All right, what's your social tip? Tomas. My social tip is to practice and be better at emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. So emotional intelligence is being able to read situations and knowing how to react or being able to read emotions and know how to react to that emotion. Whether that's accepting criticism from somebody, accepting responsibility for something you did or didn't do, being able to say no to somebody you don't want to really hang out with or something you don't really want to do. Having empathy, being able to listen correctly or efficiently, and going back to what we said earlier about just not being judgmental about certain things or certain people. One of the biggest ways people fail in life, or not fail, but lag behind life, is that they don't have good emotional intelligence, or they ignore it, thinking they can just get by without working on it. <laughs> Talk to me and... nice. <laughs> oh. I got something to say about that one. <laughs> One of the biggest things I learned as a business owner was that you're never really too good to know it, to to not help or accept a handout from somebody else. And there are a lot of businesses that I've tried to work with or collaborate with that they pretty much shut us down because we they didn't have really good emotional intelligence. They weren't good people. They didn't have good people skills. They couldn't read situations good. And they thought their business was doing better than they actually were. And again, COVID hit and it exposed them and a lot of other businesses. I am. So I'm hearing that your business survived COVID pretty well. And I'm here for that energy. Like, I'm happy for you. Pandemic proof. You might need to put that on your fucking Instagram. Yeah, you need a PP stamp. Pandemic proof stamp. What is it? Dreaming (laughs) Elephants? Is that? Yeah. Okay, Dreaming Elephants is pandemic proof, y'all. It's pandemic proof. Roof. We out here surviving fucking global crises. Okay, that's 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 tip your hat off to that. That is a good thing. <laughs> that's not easy. It's not easy, and, and uh, it sounds like it's based in like firm fundamentals. Like you, kinda, absolutely. You know, you gotta go back to the fundamentals. You gotta start that shit absolutely. out with a solid foundation. <laughs> so when you know, start with the base. When it shakes, it don't it don't crumble. Mm. Don't fall. So I'm here for that. Shout out to you, sir. Tagging on to your emotional intelligence tip, you were saying being able to say no in social settings, um, not to be judgmental, show empathy. All that is hard. But Mm -hmm. I agree. You got to start somewhere. Start somewhere. And like you just said, have a start to have a um, strong foundation. And that's where it starts. You got to start to, sometimes you got to rebuild that foundation. Go back to the basics. Sometimes you do have to tear it all down and start over. And you have to start with yourself. Like, y'all, I don't preach self-love as a replacement for romantic or social love. I preach self-love as an enhancement to romantic and social love. Like, you... To say that you don't love yourself means somebody else won't love you, I think, is, is not not the correct terminology but i will say to love yourself is so that you can receive the love of someone else is very important so like if you have to break that shit down to your core and rebuild with starting to be you know less judgmental to yourself more empathetic to yourself um i can't remember the other things we said earlier but 
you know, starting there and then you can extend that to others. Or if you're if if your self-love is just so down bad that you can't do it, start with the closest partner, your child, your mom, you know, your sister, your significant other, your wife, your husband, whoever. Just pick the point that works best for you and start there. That is a great social tip, good sir. That will help people's social relationships. Boom. Phenomenal. Roasted. <laughs> I needed that tip a long time ago. Maybe this podcast would have went faster. <laughs> because we I started the started it with five dimensions. Mm-hmm. And the only one missing was emotional oh emotional emotional was the only That's one so missing and it's because gender. yeah whatever <laughs> all right and and then you realize like oh emotions are important and then when i looked up emotional intelligence it was that like was shade yo it was i'm gonna keep talking past it because i don't care whatever fucking sorry hater. let me laugh <laughs> fucking hater okay i'm sorry continue but it, it, it was it, emotionally intelligence was in the social and the emotional category and i kept going like all right well i got these five i don't need that six and it's like nah bro you need number six because if you keep ignoring it next thing you know it's gonna be too late and then you're not gonna understand why you're so obsessed you really problems. can't do any of them without emotional intelligence like right. i feel like you know, it's a base to, of all. Of it's them. the base of all of them. To right. be physically fit, you know, you have to check the emotional intelligence of motivation. You know, like understanding yeah. what motivates yourself, like what motivates you, what and your goals motivation are. Motivation is mental. There you go. Yeah, that's, so it's like it's all, it's all, but like that. That's crazy. That all starts from emotions <laughs> because if you don't know how to handle your own emotions, and if you don't, if you can't accurately like understand your own emotions then you won't know how to deal with them and you won't be able to really grow or do really be have any type of long-term long-lasting success you will spend your life in a lot of short instant gratification that is not going to Mm. give you that and a a lot of us live for instant gratification instant gratification (sighs) get off your phones man (laughs) <laughs> they'll be on it so phone. much if, the, if you don't learn shit else from listen this to episode, the podcast and then put your phone down put your phone down yes because i mean put you can listen and walk away from your phone okay you don't you have can. to be on that's the beauty of this podcast Dang. put on your headphones if you all of us got some type of bluetooth headphone at some point well not all of us most of us put on some fucking headphones put your phone down wrong story that's why we chose well i don't know i love podcasts podcasts are my happy place i know they're not for everybody but three of them that's wild. I listen to them sporadically as fuck and very random, but I do love them. And <laughs> it's because I can, you know, listen to it while I drive and not put other drivers at risk. I can put yes. my headphones on. Not watching Netflix on the road is a good idea. Don't expose me. Oh, oh, you do that. Don't you expose, expose yourself. Me. No, because you know I do that. You know I do that. You have Daddy. been in the car with me so many times, and I'm going to throat punch you. I am... Um, like I'm tightening up y'all I'm getting right because I am a very distracted driver and if anything taught me that my snapshot score from progressive did so well those are dimensional tips any any shout outs you would like to do Thomas anything shout out yourself where where can we find you give us social media Um, please yes definitely find us you can find my business that dreaming elephants on Instagram D underscore E underscore tutoring on Twitter uh, you can find me uh, also at Sabia. That's S A B I A Scientist at Instagram. That's on Instagram and on Twitter. 
And finally, if you're on Facebook, you can find me or find my business at Dreaming Elephants Tutoring on Facebook. And if you follow him on Instagram, which I highly recommend, and I believe on Facebook, I think it flips over. I'm not sure because I really live on Instagram. He posts, you post the funniest like political memes sometimes, <laughs> or and it'll it'll make you think. And, and, and I appreciate you, man. You keep me going. You keep me laughing. You keep my emotions high. And it's greatly appreciated. We do need that. So follow my boy on IG, Twitter, you know. And if you need help, if you are, you, before you come to me to do it for you, go to him to you learn children it. that need help, cousins that need well, help, yes. friends that so, need help. One more thing on that. So we just celebrated our fourth uh, company anniversary, our year of being in business bigger on Monday. Hey. So... If you reach out anytime between now and March 27th, we're giving 40% off all of our services. Oh, fuck yes. Tutoring, uh, education consulting, curriculum help, everything, 40% off. I'm here for that. So, like, curriculum help for for teachers. So, you you do it all. Like, it's not even just students and tutoring. You do it for just anybody who needs help in anything education. Exactly. Holla at you. All right. I'm here for that. I got a lot of teachers on my timeline, so I hope your time. I hope your DMs boom with business from this. I look forward to connecting with them. All right, shout out to Thomas. Thank you for coming. We appreciate you. Well, you I appreciate you guys inviting well, me. Well, hey. let's clear this up. He wasn't really here here because if you listen, you heard him sneeze a couple times, and he. We got, don't play that in real life. His COVID He's is with him. <laughs> I'm not saying he got COVID, but we don't he, do that coffee shit in the studio. He, he ain't here, so but you are greatly appreciated. Um, not her breaking the mic, but Thomas. Hey, shit happens. We're doing the best. Shit does happen, and life goes on. Thank y'all for listening. We appreciate you. We have any other shout outs to do before we sign up? Nah, I'm good, man. We got we got shout outs coming in the, in the, in the outro credits. Alrighty, y'all have a wonderful, beautiful, prosperous time. Thank you for listening. All right, Tommy. All right, man. Thank y'all. Thank you. Big shout out to our production team, the original plugs. Editor in chief Olivia Taylor. Follow her Instagram, live underscore sweets forty two. And our audio engineer, Michael Hudgens. You can find him on IG at P-R-O-D-B-I-Z-Z-Y-S-H-I-B-O. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Trusted Source Podcast. Also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions, email us at trustedsourcepodcast at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you, my guys. Believe that! Thank you for listening to The Trusted Source. If you've made it this far, I'm going to go ahead and assume you liked it. Yep, assuming. Anyway, share an episode, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a review, and a like. We appreciate it, and then go ahead and tag your mama and them, your bitch-ass baby daddy and them, your cousins and them, everybody. Tag them, like it, share it, support. Appreciate it. Remember to be yourselves. Learn, grow. If people don't like you, if you're being yourself, fuck them!